Renegade culture in the house. <laughs> Listen, it's hotter than fish grease up in this motherfucker right now. Oh, I hear that, man. Yo, you got a, a Black Lives Matter shirt. I never thought I'd see nice. the day, son. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations, <laughs> you representing your new org. Apparently your goggles are fucked up. Oh. BLM stands for Black Liberation Movement. Oh. Because we ain't no black lives don't fucking matter. Oh, you know what true. I'm saying? But since Kamau want to go there. What's wrong, man? Community Movement Builders is now sponsored by Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I'm going to take that Black Lives Matter money and put it into the community. Yes, that's what I'm gonna do. yes, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. That's all right. Anyway, as we were saying before we got this shit started. <laughs> I like My name is Kalaja Javits. Saying I'm in the building. Come out, K. Franklin. How y'all doing? Alongside the Air Doctor. What's good? What's going on, Air Doctor? How you doing? Everything's good, man. It's good. another day, another Thursday. I'm ready to get it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was going to say, happy to see you. Yeah, 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 I'm not happy to see you. Oh, yeah. I'm probably you not. You got a stain on your shirt, though. Let me just let you know. That's that. part of his outfit. No, that's it's way up. It's like, it's like where your gut is. You know what I mean? He's uh, breastfeeding. Okay. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. That, anyway, true. Uh, the views and uh, opinions of these individuals at Renegade Culture may not necessarily be the views of Kalanji Jamachanga and management. Oh, However, let's just go still let these... I saw you was on vacation, bro. Just to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You was I, I at was. the beach again. You know? I was. I saw yeah. the white socks and shit in the sand. Yeah. So I, knew, wah, wah, I knew it was you. Jigga, 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 jigga. in the socks and sand. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm surrounded by idiots. This is how America works. But um, we live and direct, man. I'm happy to yeah, be here man. today. Bro, this no, is we episode, what, 81? Yep, episode 81 on... Renegade culture. Mm-hmm. Your favorite year. It's like when you voted for Ronald Reagan. Oh, you going back again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so um, a, classic a, joke. a lot of shit went on this week since last year. Yo, this, uh, every week is a new week for new shit to be going on. You know what I'm saying? Every week is always a new week. Are we going to get into a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of it? Um, we got, we got some, I'm not going to mention some things because they're just too crazy. So we're going to say that for the what the fuck segment. Okay. Um, but one thing I will mention is that Donald Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And we don't have to get into that. Because <laughs> okay. that's some crazy shit. Well, um, I mean, some Chinese you. man uh, uh, was um, put up as a chief uh, in Ghana. Hold it, hold it, hold it. You <laughs> said Donald Trump and a Chinese man in the same day. Yeah. Well, you, you know, sound kind of racist. If it's, if it's Donald Trump, it is racist. So, <laughs> oh, okay. so we're going we to get into that later on. But the big thing we got tonight is we have a special guest on. We have yeah. a special guest. We have a sister. Her name is Adia Winfrey. And Dr. She, Adia Winfrey. Dr. Adia. We got two doctors in the house. Adia. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Got me saying Adia. We got the ear doctor. Ear doctor. Okay. Okay. Got, got oh, wait a minute. It's a, do- a sister. A deer. All right, I'm going to get it a right. Deer, I, not a deer, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Like a deer um, Okay, and she is running for Congress, 3rd District in um, Alabama. Okay. So she's going to come on, talk about her race, talk about some politics. Talk. She's going she to be here for the other segment. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world. So we got a good show for you tonight on Renegade Culture. Also, Robert Cool Bell, RIP. Oh. Cool in the game. Made his transition. That, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to Robert Cool Bell. The, the the whole cool in the gang family, you know what I mean? Right. They they've been rocking since the '60s. Name me name me name me a cool in the gang song. Celebration time, come on! Hey, you name one, get down on it. Get down on it. Yeah, you gotta help him and shit. He don't even know what you mean. Name me a cool in the gang song. Don't get me started. Anyway, fuck all that. But anyway, rest in peace. Yeah, power. Um, a couple other people died. I'm not going to no, mention damn, no. But anyway, um, <laughs> listen to Renegade Culture. We can say fuck the law. Fuck the police. Um, we can have politicians on here. We have. Artists. We have them all. We can have hip-hop artists who meet mm-hmm. with politicians. 
Oh. We do the whole motherfucking thing. That's Get true. Get culture. Yep. That's what the fuck we do. Cool. Also, shout out to Minister Server. He's in the building. Minister Server. He, he made his way yeah. back. Right. Former co-host. For former one, co-host. He made now, it one time. Now I'm saying he's a former co-host. Former co-host. Now in episode 76. Oh, damn, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone named All I said Kamal. was that's a chair, right? <laughs> it happened to say. <laughs> it seemed a little wider than it did before. That's <laughs> all I said. Come here. You know what I'm saying? That's well, all I said. I, I, I told Server that, and Server said, that's what happened when a man sits in a boy chair. Now, I said, oh. you you had to go there, sir. Damn. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. That's, that's what he said? That's the man said. That's what he said. I like your haircut, nigga. Oh. <laughs> Yo, we're going to get coached. We're going to be right back. Yeah. Box locks. <laughs> yeah, I rap like I'm trying to pay my mama's rent, my grandmama's rent, both my baby mama's rent. I'm rap like I'm in the hood, the drama ain't spent, and hate mails constantly getting said. Rap like I'm bent, even when I'm sober. You rap like a civilian, I rap like a soldier. Roll over, I rap like that new H2. I rap like the whole world know me, and homie, who are you? I rap like 50 before the deal. I rap like my publishing deal ain't worth a meal. I rap like I Never got signed. I rap like I'm locked away in jail and I'm straight confined. I rap like I shut down the booth. I rap like an old dude missing a tooth trying to get that dollar. Rap like I'm bouncing an Impala. I'm rapping like I'm rapping for dollars. Holla, holla. What's happening, Renegade Coaches in the building? Yo, we back. Yes, it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Okay, Mr. Rogers. You know what I'm saying? You go. <laughs> you go do man, yours, see. man. See, I was going, I was going, this was going to be a serious show today because oh, of the fact was it? Probably not. Okay. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're happy to be here today. We mm -hmm. have, uh, as usual, every now and then, we bring in a congressperson or someone running for congress. That's right. That's because right. of the fact that we, we like to, we support electoral politics sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. We got to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of clowns out there running for office. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to name no names tonight. I'm not going to uh, say Kwanzaa Hall. I'm not going to say... Uh, uh, you can say some more, you can say Keisha Lance Bottoms, Keisha Lance Bottoms. <laughs> you can say, you uh, can else? say uh, Kemp, Kemp, Trump, Kemp, Biden, Trump, Harris, Biden. there's a lot Biden. of clowns, they're all clowns, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, but, but we got somebody here tonight that's not okay. a clown, you okay. know what I'm saying? Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. the sister, cool. and say, say your first name so I don't mess it up. Adia. Adia Winfrey from Alabama. Dr. Adia Winfrey. Dr. Adia Winfrey, yes. And she is running again for Congress, 3rd Congressional District in Alabama. That's right. Um, and we want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. We wanted to have you on in particular because um, our understanding of your track record is that you're not just some regular old candidate, but you got a history in the community, doing work with youth, um, doing things around hip hop. And so we thought it was important just to highlight a candidacy that's done all that kind of stuff. So we want to thank you so much for coming on our show. And we want to point out that Dr. Deer knew that Renegade Coach was so goddamn dope that she came all the way from Alabama. Facts. To sit with us. So all y'all cats to be telling us, can we zoom in? Don't fuck with us. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> um, Dr. Deer, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Happy to be here. It's an oh, honor. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. No doubt. So tell us a little bit about um, the 3rd Congressional District and why you decided to run. So the 3rd Congressional District has uh, been underrepresented uh, by the person who is currently in Congress. It's a, a district that is uh, diverse in that we have several black colleges, we have a lot of farms and rural areas, but we also have industry there. But we just need somebody who is uh, progressive, somebody that wants to bring some new energy and is representing for a younger crowd. So mm -hmm. I bring all that. So we, we know that you have a background in hip hop, mm -hmm. you know, um, Hip hop culture. What what was the uh, what catapulted you into the whole electoral politics scene? 
So I've been doing some, um, some organizing really just throughout my life. Um, I have a history of activism back to my teenage years when it really wasn't cool in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of segued into um, what I did with hip hop and uh, therapy. And then uh, when I moved to Alabama, I just started doing work that was normal in Atlanta, like working with kids and helping them read and, and getting the poetry. But that became uh, very revolutionary and looked down upon in Alabama and got me some uh, some attention I wasn't really looking for um, as far as just in the media. And uh, that uh, got some of the, the more established political folks uh, to have me working with Doug Jones when he ran for office in 2017. And I helped to flip my county blue mm -hmm. uh, with getting Doug Jones to win, and that pretty much opened up the door for my political run. Now, you mentioned before, when you said, like, there's folks who didn't like it, you had said it before a little bit earlier, that you were doing a program at the library at one point, and then yeah. somebody called the police on you yes. just doing a simple program. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Yeah, so uh, I have been partnering with the library here in uh, Atlanta, DeKalb County Public Library, and wanted to do something similar in Alabama. And so I booked the room and, you know, was ready to go with the event. And uh, the head librarian was suspicious of me. What is this black woman doing with kids and, and hip hop and poetry? Canceled the event, um, contacted the police to figure out who I was. Mm. And uh, another time when I was at the library and, and kind of called them out on some questionable behavior, they literally called 911 and uh, said that they were threatened by me. Now, I didn't know this happened. I was, had moved to another wing of the library mm -hmm. And I was told that the only reason why the police didn't question me is because I didn't know I was still there. <laughs> so yeah, I really um, was was just trying to live life and yeah. was really kind of thrown into the political world in this in this vein out so, there. So when you said they felt threatened, um, did you come up in there with like AR-15? Like machete or some shit? <laughs> Look, I'm a mom, I'm four, and I was there with my babies. Oh, like, you there with your babies? Were they I strapped? No. Nope. I'm just trying to figure out. Strap with a book. We gotta play crackers advocates sometimes. We gotta, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes. <laughs> you, you put your babies to the library. We good. How dare you? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Right. How dare you have black children read books? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you were a threat because you were black in Alabama. Yep. Uh, and Alabama has a history of uh, being yeah. threatened by black folks. That's right. I mean, same as all the South. In fact, yeah. same as all America, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, so so basically, so we go from uh, like the Bull Connor days to. The, the Dr. Adia days, what's that looking like, uh, 2020? What's Alabama politics looking like right now? You know what, it's, it's looking real good, to be honest. We have a lot of uh, foot soldiers right now. We have uh, a whole new generation where we've come up under those uh, who we watch in the black and white films, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Selma days and uh, what we saw, you know, what, what Bull Connor was doing. So we came up underneath those foot soldiers. And so we've learned and, and we've sat at their feet. And so now we're ready to take what they taught us, but then our modern day, uh, you know, weapons, our mm -hmm. hip hop, our social media, and just taking it to another level. And then when you factor into politics with that, that just opens up the door to everything. So. Yeah. But white folks are still white folks in Alabama. Uh, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. Confused, you should think <laughs> white folks have advanced or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. So is Rachel Dolezal and all them folks down there with you? Or you, you know, uh, look, nah. Okay. <laughs> she's not she's not your girl. She not. She never. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. Okay. We thought she was campaign manager. Nah, nah. Nothing as hard. Just joking. Just joking. Just joking. Anyway, so um, okay, so here it is with 2020. What's your platform? Because because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. We don't fuck with too many politicians. I know, mm -hmm. you know I know. I mean? so, uh, it's an honor so, to be here, so, for real. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so help us help you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, what's the platform? You ain't mm -hmm. just saying I'm running, I'm black, Black right. Lives Matter, 
Woo-dee-woo, nah. me too. Have a nice day. <laughs> right, What's right. Yeah, so the platform, uh, you know, I, I love acronyms and, and, and keeping it hip-hop. So the platform is A-E-I-O-U. The okay. A stands for agriculture. Agriculture is our number one industry in Alabama, but the average age of a farmer is about 59 years old, and the makeup of the farmers are very much white. And mm -hmm. so we need to uh, expand what that looks like. I really believe that we can use agriculture in the hood. You know, we have a lot of rural spaces, a lot of fertile ground that we could be utilizing. And so bringing resources to allow communities to do this, give the youth something to do, um, you know, remove the idea of a food desert. So mm -hmm. that's the agriculture. Education. Definitely, uh, we need to do more with career tech. You know, we do have some great examples of career tech with our high schools, but that needs to be the norm. We also need to do more with college readiness, but also workforce development for the young adults and even the middle-aged folks. Like, we need to get more skills and have funding behind that. The I within my platform stands for innovation. It's time to innovate how we uh, make money in our state, really in our nation. Um, we can innovate, like, manufacturing what that looks like you know mm -hmm. we talk about climate change that really is an opportunity for new jobs mm -hmm. you know new skills and just a new way to make money the all within my platform is opportunity we need to find new opportunities with healthcare, opportunities for people who have great ideas like one thing i say about country folks you know they are innovative they have wonderful skills that have been passed down but they can't really capitalize on it because the resource is not yeah, there yeah. so that's why i want to bring with the opportunity and the U stands for unity. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as, you know, Alabama, when you when you hear it, you think of like all racist white people. Mm -hmm. And as crazy as it sounds, those are some of the nicest, sweetest people you ever want to meet. I'm for real. <laughs> it sounds crazy. I'm, I'm saying you you gotta come to the country to feel what I'm saying. But we have more That's in common right. than we have difference. And I, you know, I was listening to one of y'all's past episodes talking about um, Fred Hampton and just like people in that day, really the real revolutionary people really saw how we were more similar and really how the people in power pit us against each other. Like it's really, you know, those elitists that it don't matter one way or the other what happens at the bottom. Like they win when we attack each other. Mm -hmm. So helping people to understand you know, yeah, we got our differences. Yeah, we're not going to be all the way on the same page, but finding where the similarities are and, and making it work for all of us. Speaking of Alabama and Alabama politics, shout out to the Black Panther Party out of Lowndes County, Alabama. Yes. And also uh, our main man, Ibam Jamil Alameen, formerly known as H. Rap Brown, mm -hmm. uh, along with Stokely Carmichael, yes. Kwame Torre, who helped to really organize down there in Lowndes Absolutely. County. A lot of those brothers and sisters uh, right. put in work and that's where the Black Panther Party we know of yeah. got its whole idea, it's the, the ideology, slogan, the, the, slogan, logo, the yeah. logo, the whole nine. So many of us look at Alabama as a revolutionary area and we think that it's, uh, it's, it's bold to organize in places like Alabama, mm -hmm. Mississippi, and places like that. Mm -hmm. um, folks talk about Dr. King. Dr. King really got most of his, um, he really set it off in places like Birmingham mm -hmm. and, 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 like I said, Mississippi, yeah, and yeah, yeah. DC. You don't hear too much about what he did in Atlanta because Atlanta is kind of the, the true organizational desert. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta's always been, uh, we'll accept your civil rights, mm -hmm. but you niggas ain't gonna really yeah, What's yeah, a great yeah. Concord grape in the fruit yeah. fight. So we commend you for being brave enough to say, look, I'm running for office in Alabama. I know you're security type because 
Shit, if I was running for office in Alabama, <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to have the motherfuckers with me. You, yeah. you got to go talk to those rural white folks that might be so nice and don't yeah. might not be so nice. Now yeah. they nice at night too? Yeah, they come to nah, lovely white sheets. And, I oh, okay, they nice in the daytime. Right. At night they got some lovely ropes and <laughs> hey, that's, nice, a, that's a sundown state. That's a sundown, sundown state. It's still, yeah. still a sundown state. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like don't true. get it twisted. You yeah. still a nigga. Yeah. You heard what JC said. Okay, so what what's what what's um what do we expect um I mean, we, you taught Naka his vials and shit, the ear doctor, because he didn't know what the fuck. He's like, hey, hey I owe you <laughs> sometimes. Why? And sometimes. You know, why? Know why? Why? <laughs> the youth in, 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 uh, in, your, in your district. Yes. How are they looking at it? What's, what's the view? Are they happy to see a young black woman running, or what's the deal? When they know I'm there, they're happy. And that's the thing. It's really right now about amplifying the campaign, really getting the word out. To be quite honest, and I was on the phone with my team, we was piped up on the phone because, um, you know, the reality that you see when you're on this side of politics is how much it really was not designed for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, there is so much more that the establishment could do to help me, which is really, in the end, would help them. Mm -hmm. But because the system was not designed for someone like me, it's safer for them to just fall back. That's so right, yeah. at this point, we are using uh, our hip hop tactics. You know, we are uh, using our music, using our spaces. We're gonna be going to radio now um, within the next couple of weeks, just to uh, let the youth know that I am out here. So when they find out about it, they turned up. But that's really just us in the, in the grassroots way of, um, of getting it done. So as much as we can infuse hip hop, I told my team, I said, y'all know us real when the elders are like, you need to start using that rap to get the kids out. <laughs> you know, usually they're like, no to rap, no to hip hop. But even they understand that, you know, we are at a, at a point where we must engage the youth. So when mm -hmm. they know about it and we're able to get to them, they, they turn up. No doubt. You listen to Renegade Culture. Check us out on Renegade Culture TV. You know true, what I mean? True. We're here with Dr. Adia McClellan Winfrey. Come on now. Oh, yeah. Come on now. It took a while to get it out. Yeah. But he did get yeah, it out. I got I'm my shit off. You know what I'm saying? Be yeah. careful. I wasn't like my man calling all kinds of things. Dr. Adia, Dr. This. I see my man went to the bathroom though and he put on his like his FTP medallion. That's for, like, right. Shout out to the FTP like movement. Yeah. Don't get it yeah. fucked yeah. up. Yeah. You know what it is. And tonight, FTP is for the politicians. You know what I mean? It's in his building. Now we leave it. I'm gonna give you credit for that. I'm Kalaja Jamachenko. I'm wrong. Not too much credit. Now why are you jaw? Anyway, renegade coach, we'll be right back, y'all. King of the courtyard, call me A like a port card. I give a fuck about these cameras like porn stars. You think I flew into London the way I throw heat like heat throw? I'm in the hood on a Friday and I'm looking for Debo. So many bars got them screaming for the CEO. I take a photo with my people. A thousand likes on the gram, that's a kilo. So serious, playing with the beat though. Usual suspect, Scully with a peacoat. World premiere, I run the globe and that's primo. You see me and you see show. Sadness, Renegade Culture. Yo, we back, back, back. Oh. And we black. Yo, you want to do the theme song for Renegade Culture? No. She you want to do the theme song? Nobody Ready? wants to do the theme song. The R, the E, the N, the E, the G, the E, the D, the E. It's Renegade Word Up. Renegade Culture Word Up. My see, man Kalanji loves that see, shit. See, Dr. Deer, now you're going to make me say forget the politicians. Oh, uh, no, don't do it, man. Okay, right. roll with these. <laughs> oh, we got the moderate Kalanji in the house. <laughs> He's all for electric Distinguished derelicts. Anyway. 
Um, yeah, so Renegade Culture. Uh, yeah, man. Check us out, renegadeculture.org. That's right. Check uh, us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud uh, Apple. Apple. What um, else? What else? What else? What else we on? Renegade, Spotify. Renegadeculture.org. I think I said that. You did? Uh, I, I did. Ain't Nobody pays Google Play. Yeah. That's and, right. Uh, Playback TV. And check us out on Playback, Playback TV, TV on YouTube. Um, we got to, you know, I usually don't build other people's platforms. Uh-oh. These motherfuckers got like three people following YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Playback TV on YouTube. Please. We got to help them out. Everybody go to my page like, yo, I no. didn't see the thing. I said, go to Playback said, TV. Everybody go to your page. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, because I'm flying. But anyway, like, what the fuck is that? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> you got a couple of likes because Killer Mike mentioned them and well, shit like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Was oh. That was really lame. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on in the world. All I'm saying? What's going on in the world? That's going on in the world. Okay. So, so this election is coming up soon. Okay. Um, Trump is getting his white supremacy on even more than ever. Uh, uh, yeah, so Trump. he's yeah, Trump. You know him. I, I'm so a, I'm so sick of hearing Trump's name. And it's like we we're gonna what we're gonna have to do here, at Renegade Culture is what we're gonna start a fucking don't say Trump. Oh name hell no, we not at Renegade Culture. Oh hell no, we gotta no, come we up with not. a fucking another name for this motherfucker. What, dumb Donald? I uh, know fucking Garfield. Him. Anybody? Oh. <laughs> call him something. God damn. Well, we like, could call him the, the white, white supremacist in chief right now. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so he's going around challenging. And again, we want to, you know, Biden is nobody's hero, to be honest. Um, but he's going around trying to line up his white supremacist troops uh-huh. um, by going to these, uh, you know, he's going around to different places, telling folks, um, you know, that the protesters and so forth, they really don't matter. And it's really about sort of keeping the American way going and all that kind of stuff. So he's really loading up in his final what, six, seven weeks we got until yeah. the election? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to get all his ducks in a row because folks think, like, you know, he's still got a chance if he can bring out his constituency. Well, I mean, he does have a chance because America is still racist to the core. Mm-hmm. Um, black folks are still ignorant as fuck, you know what I'm saying? Um, in a lot of cases, you still have folks who are rallying around uh, white supremacy mm-hmm. who think that, uh, well, he's a businessman and America has to, and America, <laughs> and America, shut the fuck up. Anyway, um, so people are confused. Yeah. And then, of course, you have uh, Lion Joe Biden mm-hmm. and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Kamala the cop, Harris. Kamala the cop. Yeah, and, and it's like, uh, you know, they have uh, people actually thinking they're thinking. And um, as we know, that's not the case. We know this, it's all game. And uh, right now, I, I think the main thing we should be doing is gearing up for uh, Armageddon. You know, just <laughs> fucking get yourself in order. Grow your food, agriculture. Like, well, that yeah. is the thing that people you are know. talking about. They're saying, if even if it Trump, if it if it looks like he's going to lose, or with the early returns because of mail-in voting, mm-hmm. the expectation is that he's going to declare victory early, right? So that he's going to get everything confused, and so if mail-in voting comes in later on, and it shows that he's way behind and he's losing. He's going to say the fix was in, something was happening. So he's trying to sow that kind of confusion to make That's sure that there's no clearness in terms of whoever the victor might be. Right. That's his game. That's why, like, at the end of the day, I'm telling folks, you know, there's going to be no perfect candidate. I'm rocking with the Biden ticket just on the strength that we got two people to choose from, and Trump is a problem. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, not even just him. Like you said, it's his followers. It's the message that comes if he wins. Now, I feel like if he loses, it's still a problem. Like, we don't know what them folk gonna do. Like, just to be honest, we don't know what he's gonna do either, but the message that would be sent if he gets enough uh, votes at the end of the night is a problem. It's almost like Biden them gotta win at the end of the night. Like, it can't come down to mail-in. Mm-hmm. That's okay. how, you know. So, me playing Cracker's advocate, right? Um, uh, and, and I get the whole Biden ticket thing, because yeah. damn everybody I know they're saying that because of the fact that, you know, Trump is a, he's the big bad wolf 
you know what I'm saying, selling wolf tickets. He's the somewhat overt, scary. Yeah. Yeah. The He's overt, overt white supremacist versus the subvert. Right. right. So, so then yeah. we, have, we have Biden and we have Kamala, who also have a track record of uh, enslavement, right? Yeah. So it's like uh, we're, we're trying to decide if we want to get burned by fire or hot water. Mm -hmm. Either way, we're going to get cooked. So um, at the end of the day, what, what do you suggest for, let, let's say that this Biden ticket pops off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we already know that regardless of who pops off, uh, we're pretty much guaranteeing that uh, white America is going to be dissatisfied as a whole, mm -hmm. and they're going to respond. I just saw something a few days ago with some, uh, uh, some white folks running up on some Black Lives Matter folks and mm -hmm. beating them down, so on and so forth. Clearly, they ran up on the right black folks because of the fact <laughs> that I don't, I'm sorry, white folks, please don't try me. I ain't, I ain't Mr. Tough Guy, but um, it is against everything I stand for <laughs> to lose to one of you motherfuckers. So understand but that. What's happening in the streets yeah. is that that I mean, it's again, it's sort of maybe not the first time, but the first in recent history right. where there's actual political warfare in the streets um, within American politics during an, an actual election. Right? You got you got the the Trump dude who's shooting protesters. You got the one of the uh, an anarchist person who I believe was protecting himself, but, sh but shot a, a Trump person. And this is the kind of thing that's happening now. And Trump again is saying, you know, well, fuck the leftists, if the leftist gets killed. But the right wing dude, he was an American hero, right? So you got this kind of this atmosphere that's coming. Because I think you're exactly right that I think they're setting this up for um, some, if, mm -hmm. it's, if not open warfare, like this clandestine, folks are in the street. Um, no matter who wins, because the, the right-wing white folks, they are not going to, they, they feel like they're losing again their country and all that bullshit. So they're going to be ready for action um, anyway. So I think, you know, I think there's a lot going on here that's not about the, the electoral politics scene like directly, right. but a lot about the sort of the demographic shifts and how that's making like these white folks in particular angst. And, you know, like you say, you know, white folks have always been prepared to battle. Mm -hmm. It's us as a people in mass who have right. not been prepared to sort of go to the map for our own rights and liberties and so forth. So that represents a problem. So, yeah. so what do you say to your, your constituents, like, um, you know, on knowing the, the, the odds mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you stepping inside of the arena saying, look, I'm going to, uh, I, I feel like I can make change, I can make a difference. What do you say to folks on a local level? So what I say is that this is where organizing continues. Like, no matter who gets in, like especially especially if Biden and win, like this is the time to organize. This is the time to get clear on what it is that we want and make demands, and not even just make demands, but collectively work together to create what it is that we want. You know what I mean? Like, wh what is it that we actually want? What are we trying to build? What are we trying to do? And how can we uh, use the system to work for us? Whether it's programs, whether it's policy, like. What is it that we want? And so um, that falls on us. Like, no matter who is in office, to be quite honest, they're going to get what it is for their people. If mm -hmm. we're not asking for nothing and we're not clear about what it is that we want, the tangible things that we're looking for, we're going to continue to get nothing. And they're going to use us for our votes like they do. Mm -hmm. They're going to depend on us, especially black women, to do all the heavy lifting, to be their mules. But when we need something, they're not going to be there for us. Mm -hmm. But it's on us to start making demands and getting really strategic and not waiting until, you know, the election year. We got stuck with what we got because people didn't do what they needed to in the primary. Mm -hmm. Biden won 
you know, in the, after, I mean, I guess a short primary season, but there were a lot of candidates to choose from, but yeah. we didn't really get behind anybody, you know, and, and no, we got behind. Say. Yeah, no, we got behind, well, black folks got behind Biden because... A certain segment of black folks, and that's the so other the thing, most kind of the voting, older black But those people. are the ones who went to vote. At the time. Older black folks. They did. And they did, and it was obviously based on the Obama legacy, it right? Was. But not only it that, was. It, it was also a split because, I mean, let's not forget, you had Kamala Harris, you had, uh, what's your boy name? Um, Bernie uh, Sanders, Elizabeth Bernie, Warren. Uh, oh, from Jersey? Yeah, um, crooked, crooked Face. Booker. Yeah, Cory oh, Booker. Booker. Yeah, Crooked Booker. Yeah, Crooked Booker. And you had so many folks, just like with the whole Atlanta uh, race, you had so many black folks to choose from, you had so many yeah. folks who split the vote. Well, and, no, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm I'm do the, the political, I'm going to do the push pushback. We're going to push back. We'll push back. That's what the white folks like to say in the meetings when well, they disagree with somebody. It's like, we're going to push back. Well, so I don't, there wasn't no split in the well, vote. They don't say that shit to me. They don't say that shit to me. <laughs> there wasn't no push 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 split in the vote was that a black, I mean, at, to be honest, black folks did not support Kamala Harris or Cory Booker. That's true. Right? right. Black all. folks waited like, when, the, when the primaries turned to the South, particularly mm-hmm. like South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And the black politicians, like Coburn and so forth, came out and said, you know, I got, this is Biden, he's our man, whatever, whatever. It's the black vote that turned that around and gave Biden right. mm-hmm. the actual victory over Bernie Sanders and or Elizabeth Warren. So right. True. black folks, because black folks believe that because he was Obama's sidekick, mm-hmm. no matter what he's done in the past, I don't, I don't even think we're looking at his policies, right? His mm-hmm. everything around. You mean look at Obama's policies. Yeah, exactly, Obama. right? It's not even about the policies. That criminal right. he is He is close to Obama, and so therefore the light is cast on him for now. And, and that's why I agree with what you said in and that's the sense a generational of. generational thing, too. Yeah. That's like the older black people, exactly what you said. Oh, he was with Obama, and I'm never going against Obama. Obama. You yeah. know, the older black folk, which, you know, I try to look at from their side and respect because what they saw in their lifetime. I'll never, you know, I, I can't, you know, relate right, to right, that. Right, right, so, but the younger black folks that I talk to, especially in the South, they were not feeling Biden at all. Like he is far from progressive. The things that we really want to see, he was not about. Mm-hmm. But a lot of younger black people weren't going to the polls neither. Yeah. And also, we're not, um, we haven't been really trying to understand how politics works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now that I'm on this side of politics, I see how these games get played. You know what I'm saying? It's like a whole side that we are completely in the dark about. But at the same time, the system relies on what we do. So, for example, Trump went winning in 2016, even though he had two million some less votes mm-hmm. than Hillary Clinton. The Electoral College gave him the victory in Wisconsin. Uh, where black people didn't turn out. You know what I'm saying? Pennsylvania, where hundreds of thousands of black people didn't turn out. So it was like, if we don't turn out, somebody wins. If we do turn out, somebody wins. Because mm-hmm. Biden most definitely needs black people to turn out, or it's over with for him. But I think part of that problem is, even back in 2016, Hillary was such a poor candidate yes. that yes. she inspired no interest for black people. Exactly. She just thought she deserved it. That's it. And in some ways, Biden is acting like he deserves it. As he that tries is. to tell us, you ain't black if you don't vote for him, That's true. right? That's so I true. think part of the problem is, is that, you know, one, we got to organize outside of these political That's institutions, right. like the electoral institutions. We got to organize, like you said, to figure out and to demand certain things, not only from the system, but of ourselves. That's right. So what are we demanding? What are we going to do in our community? But right. with that, we got to organize to say, you know, just because you some Democrat, it don't mean you got my interest at heart. Right. And I would rather sometimes, if we were organized people, I don't care about the, I, I wouldn't care about the elected officials, particularly on high at the federal level, 
because I don't think their policy is going to make that huge a difference. I know people are really stressed out about the Trump thing, but I'm, I'm really like, you know what, until we build these organizational apparatuses mm -hmm. at a local and then a national basis, we're always going to be subject to somebody else's whim That's around right. what we need from them in order to make our lives better. We got to That's take true. some control and power back so that we can control what's happening and then we can figure out who's making the best claims to want to help us. And even more importantly, we can do like what you're doing, folks who are getting raised from the community, mm -hmm. right? Who are from our community, who have our politics, are running for these offices. And so mm -hmm. we have that trust automatically in them because we know that they have they have our best interests at heart, right? That's and we right. can talk to them about it. What's your, what's your thoughts on building a third party? That's interesting. I, I was just on a, a podcast last night with other black women who are either Wait, currently- Wait, you was on a podcast last night? I was. Was it as dope as when they get culture? It wasn't. It wasn't. I can't front it. Okay. You know, but what was cool, it was like other black women who were either currently running or ran like in the last election cycle. And uh, I mean, the, the consensus at the end of the day was just like, man, you know, because we've seen it from the other side and we just like, man, we getting used. Like even it was black women that was like calling in or whatever who actually had won. Like they are currently elected to these different positions and they were just like, yo, it don't get no better even if you win because then mm -hmm. you're in this box and this bubble and they expect you to be perfect. Like you don't get no freshman year you know, yeah, making yeah, mistakes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And we said, well, what would it look like if we use our collective power for us? Like, what would that look like? And we yeah. actually talked about that. But yeah. I mean, that would take a lot of organizing and yeah. just a lot of clarity on no, what you're it right. is that we do. No, you're right. Because then, and, uh, you know, quickly, I know we, we were about to go to break. And then they cut us out and we come out with some radical policies and ideas. Yeah. Then they say, you can't get this job or that job or we're yeah. going to isolate you. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about that when that kind of stuff. When we get back, we're going to get culture. We're going to be right back. Black. Run, world beast, eating flesh from your own sons. World peace, good grief, I just want some. So can I get it? This is my life. Can I live it? Can I live it? I'm the way of who you dealing with. Dealing with the dopest dealership, performing diligence, skilling with a frying pan. And if somebody said I wasn't, they was lying, man. Flow as hard as iron, man. And I ain't lying, man. Spell dog backwards. And what do you get? A powerful lunatic. My uh, powerful yeah, moving right. hits. I did spit to your crown big. I'm that jig. Yeah. Yo. Oh yes, uh, Renegade Coach in the building. Yo, we back on the air. I'd like to shout out my co-host, Kamal Franklin. Oh, here we go. Blue, blue, blue. And also our colleague, uh, Dr. Ear Doctor. The weird yeah, doctor, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yes, two of the silliest oh. songs of visions I ever run across okay. in all my days. But I'd like to say it's a pleasure to work with you all. Yeah, mm. When I ain't got absolutely shit else to do in the whole goddamn world. You don't, I you don't. She definitely coach. don't. Anyway, we're here with Dr. Adia Winfrey. Thank you, sis. Thank and you, so just yeah. schooling these folks on mm -hmm. uh, electoral politics. That's true, that's true, that's true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The ear doctor didn't know shit about nothing. He's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We got a real man. doctor and an ear doctor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. disrespect. He just threw that shit on. He's like, what am I? Uh, a doctor. Yeah. yeah. He doctored like Dr. Drake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fat one. But anyway, listen. So um, we were talking about uh, uh, Trump the Chump. Yep, yep. And uh, during the break, we happened to talk about the fact that uh, he's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. No, no, wait, wait a minute now. Before we yeah. got to that, we wanted we to talk that. a little bit about hip-hop and yeah. electoral politics. Yeah, right? hip-hop and electoral politics. I'm yeah. sorry, I jumped the gun. Yeah, yeah you did. You, yeah. Did. you, don't you ever notes. cut me off again in your you goddamn life? Goddamn notes, you know what I'm saying? Goddamn life. No, we just wanted to talk a little bit because you know you're, you have a background in doing hip-hop work and now you're doing this electoral policy stuff. Yes. So how do you see the two merging? How do you think hip-hop can 
help uh, elected officials like yourself and even just bring power to our larger community? Yeah, when you think about like the golden age of hip hop and when it was really like the, uh, the stepchild of the world, it was political. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you came up in the in the eighties and the nineties, you know, fight the power and really what Pac was on when he was living was all political. And so I think now this is just like the next level of it. So let's use what we already have and use it to organize. Cause now we we grown grown. You know, mm -hmm. even uh, the the young ones who uh, you know came with the, the new hip hop, they're grown now. So let's start using this energy and this knowledge and this money that we have, this capital, to uh, influence politics. And that's how I see it really being an influence. It's a mobilization tool and it's an education tool. Random question. You, are there any other hip-hop uh, influentials that you would like to see run for office? Mm, you or, know or are there any ones you'd like to say shut the fuck up and don't say nothing? <laughs> uh, look, I listen. It, it, it's, I'll say this. If anybody sees uh, an area in their community or just in society where they feel like they could make a difference, I would challenge them to run or at least engage in politics in some kind of way. So I'm not going to name names or you know, nothing like that. But I would say that if you see something in your community, don't don't hold yourself back. A lot of times we feel like, who am I to do X, Y, Z? You know, that kind of the first time I jumped in politics, I'm like, I'm just a working mom, you know, out here trying to do my thing. Who am I trying to run? But who am I not to run? You yeah, know, it's yeah. like I'm the one that needs to be out here doing it. And mm -hmm. so I would say the same thing, especially anybody in the culture. We see and understand a lot that, that really is happening in the yeah. real world. So nobody better than hip hop to be on the ballot. I remember like about 15 years ago, like in New Jersey, they did a hip hop convention, right? With Rosa Clemente, mm -hmm. uh, a man um, um, uh, by who? Well, they did one with Deruba as with well. Deruba, yeah. um, uh, my man, Minister Mr. Server, yeah, yeah. 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 by Adolfo. Sure, sure. And they were trying to do exactly that, right? They were trying to bring the energy of like not only the hip hop artists, hip hop fans, the culture to the larger arena of electoral politics. And for a while it had some, some weight behind it. So, I mean, I think that, you know, bringing something like that back could be really good. Now, don't you, don't you think they should, they need a little bit more experience as in politics, even because it seems like from Ronald Reagan, just because you're popular, then it's now time to elect right, this yeah. person. I mean, Trump ain't got no fucking experience. Exactly. That's well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they should all, they should run for office. Yeah. No, that's me to be clear. Right. Yeah. I, I think somebody should run for office if they have seriously studied some issues they're interested in doing some good work for their community. Mm -hmm. But I, I think, you know, I mean, you can't stop anybody, but I think, you know, there should be some, some, so, some prerequisites that people really consider yeah. as opposed to thinking of it as like a career move or a way to gain attention. I mean, I have a problem with that. I'm not saying people shouldn't talk about anything they want to talk about, but I ain't voting for somebody just because they, they made some tracks that I like. Yeah. You, know what you, I mean? you, got, you got Q meeting with uh, Biden. You got uh, uh, Killer Mike meeting with Kemp. So you got different hip-hop artists meeting with these politicians. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, you do. I don't know what they're talking about either, but yeah. you do have that kind of stuff happening. Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's important that, you know, again, these, these politicians need to be held accountable. So we need to figure out how we do that, particularly around a community di dynamic of like we have a platform and we have demands and we right. have things that we're at, like we're saying we want this or we want that. We should not just meet with folks mm -hmm. uh, just to meet with them or because it gets us gets us a higher profile because I think that does damage both to the person meeting with them and it all and the only thing it does for the elected official is give them a little bit of dap that they wouldn't have got otherwise. So I'm not down with that part. Yeah. I, I, now, so I would say uh, to the listeners, to the viewers, be on the lookout for the Block Party Political Action Club. You know what I'm saying? Uh, folks like Minister Server, uh, mm. uh, Kamal, myself, and a number of other different folks 
uh, Cindy McKinney and a number of other folks who will be pushing um, towards this whole third party system. I think that it's, it's, it's high time that we move beyond uh, these particular choices that are really not choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, we need to really have a more grassroots approach. Uh, big up to some of the uh, hip hop artists who have ran for office. Yeah. You had uh, Scarface. Yes. Um, uh, what's my man name? Willie D ran for office mm -hmm. down in uh, mm -hmm. Houston. I think Luke ran for office a few years ago. Yeah. Campbell yeah. in Miami. Kevin Powell, Kevin, yeah. you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, you mentioned Rosa, mm -hmm. who is mm -hmm. somewhat yeah. hip-hop-ish, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, so many other folks. But the thing is, um, yeah, our, when we talk about, the one thing I don't like about the U.S., as far as U.S. politics, it's a whole lot I don't like about the U.S. <laughs> one of the things that, that I can't stand is that um, folks in the United States don't take politics serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can go damn anywhere in the world, and you get your fucking head chopped off your back. If you think that you're going to come fucking somebody's lives up. And that's the thing. The accountability factor for uh, politicians in America, particularly black politicians, the bar hasn't been set enough or raised enough where they understand that there are consequences. We have to let these politicians know, and I'm saying this in front of a politician, mm -hmm. that if you're going to stand up in front of our people and represent, you have to know that you're representing our ancestors. That's right. You are a representation of our family, our extended family, our race. And you have to be able to dribble that ball properly. You got to take that shit full court. If not, sit the fuck down because of the fact that there will come a time. And I put my soul on it, as your man Pac would say. There <laughs> will come a time that there will be consequences and repercussions. And I don't give a fuck who like it and who don't like it. That's just how it's going down. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, we're going to move into the what the fuck segment. Nope. There's a segue for you. Yeah. There's a whole lot of shit when we say <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? So you started off. I did, and you cut me the fuck off. As you deserve to be cut like, off. what the fuck? I'm like, can you, can you read a note? Can I'm you like, read a note? Right I'm like, can you read a note? You've been playing with this plastic medallion I'm and shit an like outlaw. that. It's What's all it? glowing all in his face. Uh, you know arts and crafts. Arts and crafts time. Everywhere we go. <laughs> so, yo, so you were talking about how your boy Donald Trump. Your boy. Has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. And, and, you know, I'm not surprised that Donald Trump has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because of the fact some of the greatest war criminals in the history of the world That's have right. received That's the Nobel Peace Prize, That's including right. y'all second black president, Obama. That's right. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, fucking Nobel Peace yeah. Prize. Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. Um, uh, what's your boy name? Uh, who we shared the fucking prize with. Um, can't even think of him out the gate. But just understand that him being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize shows you what uh, the United States is made of and also... Who, what, what the fuck Alfred Noble was yeah. made of. And the, the ridiculousness of it is that he was nominated because they're saying that he helped bring a peace agreement between, between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Right. And so right. basically, the Nobel Committee is saying that we are going to nominate you, or somebody from, uh, is willing to have him nominated for trying to make a settler colonial state, right. Israel. Right. Um, Negotiate. Uh, uh, stolen land. Stolen land, right? Yeah. Um, oppression of Palestinian people. Right. That someone, that it's, uh, it's, it's in the interest of the Western world to normalize relations between Israel and other Arab states. And so, therefore, that is worthy of a Nobel Peace Prize as opposed to condemning the war crimes that Israel commits every day against Palestinian people in the world. But so they, that's but ridiculous. They, they, they had to because of the fact that it would be hypocritical if they didn't because of the fact that you're talking about one stolen nation, mm -hmm. one stolen land, uh, trying to broker a peace deal 
with another fucking stolen land. Mm -hmm. Of mm -hmm. course. I mean, it's like, what are they supposed to do? Do something righteous? Yeah, right. You I mean, it's a fucking criminal settler state yeah. to another criminal settler state. That's and right. That's how the fuck they get down. So, you know, fuck Israel, yeah. fuck the U.S., mm -hmm. and anybody else don't like it. Fuck the Nobel Peace Prize. Prize you know what I'm saying? The U.N. Oh, we got damn. They just sent us that check. Fuck, fuck all you motherfuckers. Oh, God damn. You cashed yeah. the check already? Uh, I did. Right, fuck you in, man. <laughs> fuck you in. That's right. Well, so, yo, uh, yeah. also up is like this weird thing that's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they canceled the Kardashians. That's a good thing. <gasps> oh, that is a good thing. All right, good. Yeah. Oh, we all pleased by that. Right along. Yo, damn, though. I didn't know about that. I just heard about it. Yeah, you, you um, watch it every week. Then. Uh, no, uh, uh, yo, so in Ghana, <laughs> a Chinese dude was raised up. A Chinese dude. And made that the truth. Made a chief. Wow. The Chinese dude was made a chief. And yes. there was a picture circulating all around social media. Okay. That this dude, you know, he ain't got no shirt on. Oh yeah. Uh, he got a body like Kalanji. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's all over. And but he's on the shoulders of Africans, lifting him up. Okay. Carrying wow. him around. Yeah. As like he's a godlike figure. I wish they'd have called me. I would have helped carry his ass. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might not have saw him no fucking more. Be like, yo, what the Chinese dude do? Man, I think they, they cooked his ass over Family Guard and this shit. In Bridgeport. So oh, ah, that's not, that's not go crazy. Let's not go crazy. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese food. But anyway. Um, but it speaks to like, I mean, something we was getting into yeah. is like how China has basically um, gone into Africa. Yes. And propped itself up as the new, uh, the new colonial master in some time, in some ways. Right. In which they've now offered these resources and loans, and some say at exorbitant rates in terms of the payback. Uh, in terms of what's owed to them, they've gotten access uh, and ownership of land, of ports, uh, farmland, uh, right. for, for China. and when they do these things, they usually import Chinese workers. So they're not even necessarily providing jobs to no. folks who are local. They're importing their own population to get jobs, and then they can take them back and, and go apply to whatever skills that they got now back in China also. Right. So it's not something that there are some projects that are helpful, of course, in terms of like uh, development, but these are not projects that are always sort of well-funded or thought out in terms of how they benefit the host nation. Again, what the fuck do we expect from the Chinese? The Chinese, they find out what people want and they take it, they manufacture it. They figure black folks, Africans want to be oppressed. Why? Because of the fact that they've, the, the continent had been carved up. You know what I'm saying? They took over, they separated, they segregated, and they said, look, well, you all need a new oppressor. Let us come on in and show you what the fuck you need to do. I mean, they sell everything from daishikis to red, black, and green flags. You know what I'm saying? And then wow. turn around and oppress Africans in China and in Africa. You know what I mean? So they, they've kept their tradition. They're, they're great at what they do. And I think the only problem that, that Donald Trump has with them is the fact that they're doing the same shit, just in a different way, and there's just more Chinese people. Than well, I think the problem that Donald Trump has with them is that I mean, and, and let me just. I mean, he's getting suits made in China, but he's talking. Well, I'm sure he can, yeah, he does get that. Yeah. I mean, but you know, but China now is challenging the West in terms of imperial dominance around the world, right? Right. So right. it was okay when China was the factory of the right. Western Western nations and right. countries, right. because what they basically did was take the workers from the United States, take all those jobs away, take them over to places like Mexico or China where the labor was cheaper. And now that China has said, you know what, we've built, we've built all we can do in terms of that economic layer, but now we want to be a power player, right? And so I don't have, I don't have much of a problem with them being a the power player. I do have a problem with them extorting um, resources out of African nation states that can be better spent in Africa 
and putting those countries in debt the same way the IMF did and the World Bank did. That's right. So if they're not going to do it any better, if they're not going to be more supportive, if they're not going to be an ally, then they need to get the fuck out of Africa. Well, yeah, they're not going to do that, so we already know that they're going to do what they do. Um, and we appreciate them at least pointing out who the fuck they are and being consistent with it. And to every African in Africa, who in Ghana, who decided to lift <laughs> this uh, fat bastard up and make him a chief, you ought to be ashamed of your goddamn self. You should go ahead and what they what they call it, uh, commit uh, harikari. Harikari. You should go ahead and just goddamn fall <laughs> in the goddamn. Is that even Chinese? Blade. I think it's Japanese. I don't that's fucking know. Either right. way, I'm not. Yeah. Fuck it. You the one said it. I wouldn't even talk about. <laughs> so yeah, let's go on. Anyway, Another so, so there's something else that happened. You was talking about uh, a seven year old. Seven year old? I was talking about someone in the seventh grade. Oh, my bad. Seven, he's seven years old in seventh grade. Don't you use that this as a, 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 a segue? <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it moving. Anyway. Oh, damn. No. He told me he didn't want to hear about the shit. So now I'm saying. Ah, here we go, though. There was, uh, there's a case, <laughs> and I forgot exactly. I believe it was in Colorado. Um, seventh grade at home schooling, and he's playing with a Nerf gun. Mm -hmm. And his nice white uh, teachers decided to go ahead and report him to authorities. And uh, he was suspended or expelled for playing with a gun. A Nerf gun. Okay. In his own house. In his own goddamn house. You know what I mean? So this is the America we live in. And, um, you know, we should be, it's, it's outrageous, man. It's like, you know, we're trying to provide an alternative means of, of news and information, but it's so fucking hard because of the fact that y'all not giving us much to work with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we got to make some changes here. But anyway, um, you keep, the producer keeps pointing at me. Bold, bold time. question, son. Did, did he just cut me off for a game? Yeah, I think he did. Question? I mean, bold question is kind of important. Yeah, right, you know. Doctor. You know. So what we have here is a, a bowl cheap bowl that might have been made in China. Um, <laughs> Definitely made in China. That uh, every week we have a guest on, when we have a guest, we have a bold question. We ask them to pick the question out and to read the question. Yeah. We constantly have to let folks know. So you are a real doctor. This dude might have been birthed by a doctor, but that's as far as he's ever seen in terms of educational experience. All right. So he ain't, so you got, it'll be a little problem maybe reading, but do the best you can. So okay. we want you to dig deep in. Hopefully you have experience. Pick any question you want. Okay. As long as it's the one colored white. So there you go. There you go. Pick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Imagine that. It's a choice. Oh, good. Oh, that's okay. Good one. All right. All right. She must be a doctor. She is a doctor. Yeah. Now, won't you read that? Oh, okay. Okay. Why do you care about black people? Oh, Why do you care about you care black about people? Mm -hmm. I, who the fuck wrote that? Oh, uh, somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody who obviously doesn't care about himself. Why do you care about black Aww. people? Okay, so when we come back from our break, we're going to have the doctor answer this question, not the air doctor, but the real doctor, when we come back, Renegade Culture. Hey, yo, check it out. I rule the world like Curtis Blow with my afro blown out. I'm toned out the frame, drunk style stagger like Ned DeWino. For black albinos, I'm like suicidal or vinyl. The type of antidote you had to keep away from minors. And I'm the promise rhymer. Check my steeds, my vocals are like vaginas. Wet in the seas when they open. My identities blows facilities. Two enemies, please test these abilities. A rugged plus pack of 24 studded. Carrot automatic 45, nigga slugger. Yo, Renegade Culture, we back. Blah, blah. You know I'm saying? We ready to wrap it up. You know what okay. I'm saying? We had another great show. Okay. You know I'm saying? Dr. Winfrey is on. Yeah. Again, Winfrey. she is running for the third congressional district in Alabama. Right. right? Okay. Yep. So before we go any further, before we get to the question, which yeah. I know you have a deep answer for, tell okay. the folks how can they get in touch with you, if they can donate to your campaign, whatever you want, how can they reach out to you? All right. So y'all can find me at winfreyforcongress.com. That's Winfrey, the number four Congress. Dot com. You can donate there. Definitely donate. 
if you want to volunteer, you know, amplify the campaign, get the word out, go there. You could also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Dia. I'm also on Facebook. Um, the campaign is at, at elect. Uh, Dr. Dia 2020, I think. Just just search Dr. Dia and it'll come up. <laughs> Look, just search yeah. Winfrey for Congress and we all over the place. She was doing so. good up until that point. I was, she was, like, I was. She was What's the name of your goddamn Facebook Look. page again? It's too yeah. much. Go to the website and hit that donate button. How about true, that? Is true, true. That's good. Right. That's good. good. Yeah. See that? Is that good? Yeah. That's donate real good. Today. We got Dr. Winfrey, no, related, no relation to Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Actually, it is. The same Winfrey. There's like literally y- 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 like one Winfrey family. Oprah. Oh, what? Oprah. Oh, wait a minute. Winfrey's from Mississippi, though. Yeah. It's a big plantation. Well, it's, it's, mm. it's, yeah, it's the same Winfrey. This is my ex-husband. You got a little donation? Night, little donation? Nah. Yeah, nah, nah. I wish. Uh, uh, Oprah, uh, if you watching, like, true. donate, sis. Come on. Oprah. Listen up, Oprah, please. Steadman. Steadman. Everyone, you step aside, Stead. Yo, so we got this question. Can you yeah. read the question again? This fantastic, okay. well-thought-out, deep, analytical question yes. that was prepared by the ear doctor yes. from Morris Brown University. Morris Brown. I don't think he actually graduated from there. He was at the last oh, class I did. Of and once I say, once again, African studies uh, oh my degree. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. Continue. Oh, okay. He, got, okay. he got a GED in African oh, studies. Okay. There's a certificate Sorry. program. What you got? So why do you care about black people? I care about black people because we are amazing. We uh, have a wonderful heritage and history and a great legacy. And I care because we could do so much more. We could expand on that and just make everything great because everything we do is so dope. I'm just saying, we, we put sauce on everything. So I love black people. Now, now, with you, you happening to be happen to be black? Would that have any influence? <laughs> I mean, I might be a little biased, oh, but okay. you know, yeah. facts is facts. Black okay. people are dope. So. True, true. Yeah. Okay, it was a good answer. The question was rather silly, but I know it was okay. like <laughs> he, got, he cool had time too. He got, he got here early, like, so that's the best he could do. Black, uh, why you care black, about black people? Black. She's elected official. Yo, you got people black. that you got people that go out here martyrs that die for the people, and it's like, why did you why did you put yourself through this stuff? For black people, what is it that oh. gives you that drive? I hate it when he tries to sound okay. deep. I hate it. I hate it. He tries to like undercut us yeah, by right. using some bigger yeah. educational yeah. words. Yeah. 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 It's just that Morris Brown. He's said, you're a martyr out here that work at McDonald's and they just want to know why you pour hot grease on the fries. <laughs> anyway, um, you listen to Renegade Culture where yep. you can fit, hear some of the, the deepest philosophies and thoughts and opinions <laughs> of the great uh, knocker the ear doctor. You know what I'm saying? When he's not uh, producing podcasts, you can catch him doing some dumb shit somewhere. So anyway, before we go, I want to say, so October 3rd, uh, 5 p.m. at CNN. Okay. Uh, we are doing another rally um, against uh, state repression and violence. We want anybody who listens who's in the area to come on out. The last yes. rally we did, we had some folks who showed up from Miami, right. and they were heavy listeners of Renegade Culture. That's right. In fact, they walked up on me going like, the R, the E, the N, the uh, e. I was like, what? I was like, what? I was on vacation getting calls like, Brother Kalanji, I thought you was going to be here. We over here with this other fool. I said, who? Is that what you think that happened? I said, who? They said, this other fool. I said, oh, the other cat, uh, the, the co-host. He didn't even got to enter the story. It's a, it's but anyway, it's a, it's a, a story. bad story. But anyway, I will be there October 3rd supporting. True. You know what I mean? We're going to burn it down, you know, start a rebellion. You know what I mean? Take it back to where we come from. Bam. You know what I'm um, saying? Also, interns. We are now looking for interns for Renegade Culture. We're accepting okay. interns. All so right. if you want to get down, no matter where you are in the world, we'll send you some nice uh, goods and everything. Help push this shit. Yep. Um, I keep hearing all these folks coming out with these new 
podcast networks and all that, and that's great, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. we will not be compromised in our position. We don't give a fuck who you are, where you come from, none of that shit. Um, we're going to give it to the people the way we need to give it to them. So uh, definitely, interns, show your love, Renegades. Appreciate you. Shout out to my man over here on the board. Quest. My man Quest. True, Making another true. special guest appearance. Bam. You know what yeah. I mean? Always supporting it. Mm -hmm. um, my man on the camera over here. SP. SP yeah. in the building. SP. You know what I mean? Always keeping that work in. Uh, Jai. Yo. Always getting that work done. You know what I'm saying? We got my little man, Young Loose, is in the building. Young Loose. Young Loose. Okay. And we got the ear doctor, doctor knocking shit down. Stumbling over shit. Okay. You know what I'm you saying? You been drinking, brother? Anyway, we listen to Renegade Culture. Um, definitely go out, vote for Dr. Adia Winfrey. If you're in the Alabama area, all our folks who are in Alabama, even if she's not, uh, she doesn't represent your district, don't trip. She'll set you in the right direction with folks who are in your district. Right. So we appreciate you coming on, sis. Thank you appreciate so much, sis. Yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to that, to, to coming out to that celebration. Absolutely, no doubt. The yes. woo? Okay. No. All right. Minister Server. Minister Server screaming from the background. Yeah, screaming like, you forgot me. Uh, look, you ain't co-hosting this week. Just keep it quiet over there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, oh, Y'all both in the world before us? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Server really did go to the world before us. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, here you. Yo, on that note, Renegade Culture, we out of here. All right.